Uh, okay, so where did that stuff from? Where did that stuff from? Sorry, I just Tars. I like Tars. Tars, good robot. Tars. Okay, honestly, I'm pretty sure Tars is my favorite character. Humor, humor level sixty percent. That that they did. If only we, could, if only we could do that to Thomas. <laughs> you said it on me. You said it on me. He yeah, said it Thomas, on me. humor level fifty percent. Can you tone it down a little bit? <laughs> put on put on the the light so you know if I'm being sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I loved I loved the, like the design of the robots because at first they kind of look kind of weird, but it's like they realize yeah. just like how practical they are. They're just like a block robot yeah. with a that bunch it could of like be realistic still. Yeah, man. instead of trying to be all like iRobot and like or you know some realistic like weird you know it's just like I just like loved a, how it was just, a human like looking thing. It was different. That was just, like. A block and you're like, what the heck? Like, can you just, it's can you simple, just, uh, simple yet practical. Like, can you just imagine the like the engineering behind it? Oh yeah, I mean that's, I, that's not so not, not only the software engineering, there's like the mechanical works of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. so so, cool so so with that real quick, so I I did a little research, did some digging, and what people have dated it around is the year 2060 to 2070 or something, is what they what, what they predict that this that Interstellar takes place in the future. Interesting. And they and they did that off. There was some conf- more confusing thing, which I'm not really sure. I'm gonna probably butcher, but it was something about the way Saturn's shot and the way it's, it reveals on its its rings is only seen every like 50 years or something. And that's funny. And so they were but, like, oh, it needs to be to this that. And they also used the and the, the actual gra- the visual representation of that. Oh, yeah, and, and they said that the grandfather too. It sounds like he was placed probably as, as a millennial. Yeah. Well, it just, so it, they use that as like a general like kind of timeline. They used they estimate. used the base they used the baseball game. And saying like yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, that it's yeah, yeah so it's, whatever. But I just thought that was interesting that people were like, I, you have to look into it more exactly. But they were like something about Saturn. I was like, what the deep like? Yeah, <laughs> Woo. going bouncing off of the Yankees idea. Oh my, how how the shift in focus of actual survivor survival comes back like has those hierarchy of needs. How that uh-huh. comes back into play. Because like we don't need that excess things in America anymore, right? Entertainment, we don't need those like entertainment. It's gone. Sports, we don't every, like yeah, it's everything. there, but we don't need it. You know, it's so, like you farm. It's just cool or... how how we go back to survival, basic everything with like what do we need to eat? Where do we need to sleep? What do we need to drink? Uh-huh. How can we survive? What's mine? What's theirs? No, it's true because it's whole... like it's like like back in the day, like everyone's profession, so to speak, was I mean they were just like you just worked to, to eat and live. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you had a farm, you had land, you made, you know, but it's like, Oh, once that became easier and you know, it's like, Oh, everyone has a place to live. So now it's like people do other things. It's just, it's interesting to see like the, the progression of society. Now it's like people make millions off just straight entertainment. Yeah. People are comedians for goodness sakes. They tell jokes for a living. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. Yeah. We're, on- we're doing a podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> how, about that, how about that airline food? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's, that's an interesting concept. Going but, back uh, to the, physiological that's my, needs of it that's my Crazy. humor light how about how about that airline food huh that's for the audience to laugh insert last year uh, laugh track, uh, laugh track. Uh, uh, fix, fix it in post okay what was what were some that of your guys' favorite scenes i definitely know mine but i'm curious to get your favorite scenes yeah or either like I, good shots thought good about scenes that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe while you're thinking, I'll answer. Okay. What I what I ha- I have something I really like. Okay. I like I I don't know the names of the planets. Sorry. I like the Which man's one? planet. Do they yeah. call it man's planet? The snow. I like man's like, planet. Yeah. yeah, the way that looks is so cool. Like that's unreal. Do you like the the design of it? 
Uh-huh. Build in Iceland. I'm I'm also from Utah, so I love the snow <laughs> and just how how things look in that the mount mountainous area you know, region. According to scientists, that's the least scientific ac- that's the least hmm, least scientifically accurate part of the movie is that the frozen clouds. Is the clouds? There. Yeah, yeah I, the, I, I the, the, same the one the one shot Holmes as he was watching that asked me about that. Well, yeah. I was I would never noticed that before, and I was like, yeah. oh. Because they made mention of it, but I, I just didn't hit that, hear that yeah, dialogue would, or whatever. I, I think that in my head, I just think that the clouds would be too heavy. They would just fall. Gotcha. They would crush. But that's, I think that's the main flaw in that. But it does look beautiful. <laughs> no, really, it makes for stunning visuals. And, and like, as I don't know. I don't know if I can go into favorite scene. I just like the way that looks. <laughs> A planet? Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell me what were you say? Something? I don't know if I have a I don't know if I would call it a scene, but my favorite. Um, I like all the scenes. My favorite thing. Well, that's fair. Aspect. I don't really know <laughs> what to say for this. I really, really, really love how Murph progresses through time. I thought they did a really good job with all the three actors that they used. Um, yeah. Young Murph, I think, is one of the few like good children actors. Um, I agree. Gotcha. And I thought she they did. I thought they did very well with casting and also the way like they cut and edited the movie. I love to, especially like when Cooper is in like the black hole and I love how it shows the same event, like throughout the progression of Murph's life, which I think is really cool. And so I yeah. loved how they portrayed her. I loved how they edited it and I love like the, the casting and that. I, I don't know. I just love everything that has to do with Murph's progression. I would, I would love to see the storyboard of this movie. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it won an award for best I don't know if it was like editing or sound editing. Let's it was, look it, it up. There was a picture. It wasn't best picture though. It was like, I don't, I'm going to butcher the, I don't know movies, maybe movie aspect well enough, but it was, something to do with, it was something to do with the editing and something that like it won an award for. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair to me. Did you guys find it yet or no? Hold on. Give me like four more I'm seconds. Well. Guys, come on. It Wait. won, it won best visual effects. That's what it is. And it had movie. and it had nominations for best original score, best production design, best sound editing, and best sound mixing, which I think it, it should have won it, all four of those. Yeah, it, it won a easily, lot of awards. Easily. It won. It also won. Yeah, Thomas said best visual effects. It also won won something called the Empire Award for best film, Critics Choice Movie Award for best science fiction movie, um, Empire Award for best director Christopher Nolan, Critics Choice MVP Award. BAFTA award as well for visual effects and special visual effects. Gotcha. Kind of crazy. Okay. Okay. A lot of, yeah. lot of accolades. I want to, I, I want to share my, my favorite, my two favorite scenes with you guys. Yeah. So I, I think this might be probably a common thing, but for sure, I'm a sucker for good music and I'm a sucker for just the good solid intense moments that draw you in. And so he's going to talk about the, the connecting that that's, that's, that's the number one, but number two is the, is the, the waterfall. I mean, sorry, the wave, the the mountain scene. Wait, wait, hold on, what was the first one? No, no. So I'm giving you my 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 first oh. one right now. Yeah, let it, yeah. So, but I so I just sorry, think, I'll let you speak. I, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so wait, what was your first one? Wait, so what? So, so I think, uh, 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 and then you'll be saved. You'll be saved. <laughs> Beat me to it. No, so I just think, I I think the intensity on Miller's planet when they land and they just have so little time. And as the music just just progresses, and it's like I just like how they they play it off because you really can't tell. Like you can know it's water, and then they say in the background they're like, "Oh, is those mountains?" In the, and they're like, "They're going away from us, though." And he's like, "Those aren't mountains." And then he turns around, 
And then I don't know why the shot is so dope. But as the music goes up though, they pan and then they just keep panning. You think they're going to see the end of the wave and it just keeps going. Like it's literally one of those things where it's like, it's going to end. It's going to end. It's going to end. And it's just like, and then you finally see it and you're like, oh my gosh. And so I just think that just, it was a, a brilliantly well done. And that, that ties in more to the soundtrack of how that was used. And then the second one, which is probably one of my favorite, even Christopher Nolan scenes of all time throughout his movies is the docking sequence. Yeah. It is so like, so, okay, so, okay. So a, a little background, a little background. I was actually- Do not dock, do not dock. <laughs> back in like 20, you know, 13 or whatever, before this movie came out, I just got deeper into Nolan. I was watching the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception. I was with oh. my brother. And so I saw a new Christopher Nolan movie coming out and I was like, this is going to be sick. I was like, it's space. The music, I was getting hyped. So my dad, um, for like a little, you know, father's son, Oh, outing. We went, to go, we went to go see an IMAX. And like, and it was like, it's still one of the experiences I remember because it's like, I like the movie a lot, but that one scene was so intense. Like, I was just like, he's like, what are you sweating. doing? He's like, he's just sweating. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not possible. He's like, no, it's necessary. And then he just goes to, to dock it and then he has to spin it underneath while, and like, he lives at the same rate. He tells Case, he's like, Case, if I black out, you take the stick. And then we see Anne Hathaway later black out. Like, she's, it's literally like, as he's just, I just think that's the amount of G-force in that little uh, sequence. The way it sucks uh, you in and the way, like, the intensity, like, it's like, he either gets this or it's like, there's no hope. They're just going to be a drift of space and he's dead. I could not imagine watching that in IMAX. That... So it was, it was pretty neat. Like, it just immerses you and, like, I like Nolan's shots because, like, he, he goes underneath and then when, when, when they're both spinning the same time, they look straight and he, he's, like, he's kept it still on the thing so the, these things look aligned. It's just, it's kind of hard to visualize, but it's just that is for sure one of my favorite scenes and like i said one of my favorite scenes of all time probably for especially for christopher nolan movies it's dumb nice side to note conclude. side note i just looked this up how long did it take to make interstellar it took four years just to write the script four years <laughs> just for the script i don't know about everything else but kind of crazy. deep in well, the development, saw... process, the <laughs> development process took approximately nine years I also saw something just uh, talking about just like the Crazy. the te- the technical aspect of it. I think it was like for every second of um, like animation, not animation, like not CGI, but like for every second of footage, it required like I think like a hundred hours of rendering into the final product, um, just because of how like much com- computational power they need to like render like the black hole and stuff like that, and like the wormhole. Yeah. Are it was, like, you for serious? Every second because- it was like uh, like a hundred oh, hours can- or something. I can't even. I haven't even thought about that. The 3D rendering, how long that takes That's for just insane. like one single still moment is so long, you know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that makes That's me appreciate the movie a lot more. Wow. That's fascinating. Also, you know what it makes me appreciate the movie too is I really especially pre- that long ago. Sorry. Yeah. It's, well, 2014. Still, that that's weird. It feels so recent, but now I say that it actually is kind of a long time ago. Um, that's weird. Time dilation. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's another thing I appreciate about Christopher Nolan is so so. Some people think he's a little bit of like a cinema snob because he'll only record it on like certain like he won't use digital recordings. He'll use like the old millimeter and like IMAX footage, which is like physical strips of film, right? Uh-huh. And he'll only show his movies like in theaters. Like he won't do like a. Uh, home release or anything like that especially during like the pandemic with tenant he refused to do that but i also think it's impressive because he uses as little cgi as possible which i really really yes. love 
they planted 700 acres of corn for this movie. I, I saw Just that. I was like, what? And they sold Crazy, it for right? a profit. They and made they a freaking profit it. off they of it. They made money off the corn. That is Ryan right there. Just a little financial advisor. Like, hey, like we, we cash this baby in. We'll make some money back. But I just love, like, I feel like that's so much Beautiful. dedication right there to, to plant 700 acres of corn for this. And I, I just, that. I love the, I love that he tries to do as many physical sets as possible. Because I feel like it can really, I don't know. I feel like it makes the acting more raw and it more does. realistic. It's, especially when... with the space film, you can easily just go heavy, heavy. CGI yeah. I never, because even like the last scene, like in the Tesseract, when he's like floating, like they made a little like make sure. I mean, obviously they added some effects afterwards, but like he was suspended, Matthew McConaughey, and they made kind of like a big square, you know, just to give him some like spatial to be like, oh, you're in this like floating thing. But it's like, I like how he, he does like, I should appreciate how he that. even cause... acts in that. Yeah. And then. Because I mean, like you, you look at like behind the scenes of like I don't know, like a Marvel movie or something. It's like Thor standing there, and everything's like a green screen behind him. <laughs> That's true. I, I, that, that is one of my gripes. I I wrote that in my notes that it's like I love Marvel, but sometimes it is like it's a lot it's of a green lot. screen. It's a lot of CGI. It's a lot of, and it's like oh, like that's I appreciate Nolan with that. Got some great yeah. set pieces. Well, and even to just like the attention to detail. Like I think you said, like the the light like rotating like with the ship and like the sun and whatnot, like. Uh-huh. Everything he does is like realistic as possible, and I, I really appreciate that from a Wait, filmmaker. Yeah, right. I was talking to Thomas when I was watching Beautiful. it, and it's like it's when he's talking to his Beautiful. kids, but it's like such a subtle thing. But it, you see the light like continue to, to rotate because yeah. they're still spinning, and I'm like, that's such a small detail. But who, it's like, who would think about that? Yeah, it's like you're keeping it accurate though. They're just in a space station, so of course it's gonna you know the light's gonna rotate. Like, oh, there's just I, I don't know, like there's just so much to go into with this movie, like. The acting is incredible. The, the CGI, the special effects were incredible. Everything about the storyline is incredible. The soundtrack is incredible. Hans Zimmer is incredible. Uh, should we should we should we talk about soundtrack? Is it that time? Wait, let's, oh, go, wait. let's go into the soundtrack. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, what do you want to say? What Thomas? Tom, Tom? What Thomas? No, no, Tommy, Tommy, please. What? Wait, really? What are you? Uh <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say? I was gonna say is I, I was thinking about it. Is there any character you think they could do without? Mm. Or at least favorite character? I haven't. I might have a slightly different answer. I'll let Ryan go. <laughs> they could do without? A character they could I... do without? Like if the character was not in there, it would not really change the film. Maybe her brother? A little bit like no they need the brother to, for the do baby they, though for the baby it, it's for him missing home even more him it, becoming it's, a grandfather it's, it's, while it's, in it's space. mainly him him and murph though as i feel like is the main that's the heart of the film like i just feel like i would like if there's more like because at the end like he comes to see murph and i know he's the guy are you saying dead. are you saying murph's brother murph's brother yeah his his oh, other you son don't think you don't think the son was necessary I think the sun is necessary because of, I, of what we talked we, about. We, we never see well. him at the end. Like he just like he just gets salty. Like and I know it's like I just feels a little like almost too big. Well, those are some of my gripes for the film, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I should go into that real quick. So I've I've been praising this film and I do love the film. Quick, quick little things. I think it's a li- it's too long. And I I, I do I, I'm a sucker for long movies and you know I love me some loader other things, but like Lord it just feels it does feel a little drawn out at times and i think the first the first act is trying to set up a lot but i feel like there's better ways to just kind of condense that yeah do you think they could have done 
more with less time? Do you think they could have done the same with less time? Is better put. I think so. For me personally, yes. I know lovers of the movie said Ryan Stegel will probably say it's perfect the way it is, and I, I think there's there's some nice things. But I yeah. think no one tries to throw so much in that it gets a little bit like. And like I love the movie, but that's where I think the conclusion kind of falls because it's like it just kind of tries to wrap up quick and like you know what I mean. Like he never really sees the sun. Murph, Murph, like he sees her at the end, but it's like a quick like oh you thing. Yeah. And I get like she's old, but it's how do like, we how do we know though that the sun's not in that final room? We don't. That's that's maybe something don't. they could have gone into. Yeah, but there's I, just little, little, little sense like that. I wish they would have just been like a little cleaner. I think they could have just they chopped maybe a good twenty. That's a good point. For as long as it is, it kind of ends really fast. It does end really fast, but and. Um, I think they were trying to consider time at that point and they'd already made so much. They were like, maybe oh, we couldn't have done well, as much with that. Do you know why? Because <laughs> he films, he films an IMAX footage and there's like a set limit of two hours and 37 minutes you can film. And he was already hitting that. So that's why I think it had to end so fast. Yeah. That's Once again, so if he wasn't a snob, they could have potentially done more. Snobby Nolan over here. Hate the guy. What homes you were just praising yeah, creating, him? I'm just kidding. I love creating Christian masterpieces. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's my only gripe with the film and like i said it's it's still really good and like it's way better than most other films easily but i just i do think it's it feels like a lot of times and there's i like some of those long space shots but sometimes it's like oh my gosh like yeah I feel like, like, let's get to the wormhole or like oh let's you know like but yeah that's my personal yeah, opinion. i think i don't know i think we need to have the slow moments to appreciate the the faster ones but I, there could be maybe one or two scenes they could have like totally just cut out and we wouldn't realize and maybe there are more scenes that they cut out that we don't even know about that's true because i I feel like at the beginning like it could they could have made it simpler like him getting on the mission or something i just felt like kind of a lot like i think it's like 40 minutes or so i was looking till they actually take off and i'm like building story let's cut that baby in half slice (laughs) up a little bit in the middle make a little bit prettier ending and i'm like i i personally think it's a good balance between beginning middle and end so that's fair. But I think that's, they tried to that's make that's it pretty me. even. Yeah. It's me coming um, from, from no film experience. I mean, Nolan, <laughs> Nolan's Nolan. So Nolan, comment down below, please. Comment down below. <laughs> I, I do love, I do love though, he definitely has like his style of filmmaking. And I think it's interesting to see it. Like oh, for sure. each one of his films, like he strives to kind of like push that boundary of first of length, obviously, but also like push like morality and mental and, capacity. Or, yeah, mental capacity. What's right, what's wrong? Like you see, like the, the the quarrels between the characters in, in this oh, yeah. movie and then you also see it like Philosophy. in the dark knight you see it in inception like you see it in every one of his movies you see like there's like that internal struggle of the main character yeah um, i would love to see his, what study he does in in philosophy in general and what types of points he tries to focus on in specific movies because i'm sure he has notes and says i'm gonna focus on this specific this specific philosophy yeah at this point in this time and say uh-huh. hey let's focus on this for this scene I was, it was interesting. I, I was reading up some an analysis of this movie and I was seeing how most of Nolan's films, the the main conflict of interest comes between two parties, right? Party A and party B who have different views on things. But whereas mm-hmm. this one is more like an internal conflict of like, because everyone knows that something has to be done and everyone agrees on like the rough idea of what has to be done. But the internal conflict is like that, like love, that like family, that yeah, internal battle you. of like, do I, do I leave... For the sake of humanity, like that's the yeah. Conflict. I I actually wrote down this question: Would you choose to live out your life with your family, or chase the dream, the hope, the faith of saving humanity? That's what I wrote down when I was watching the movie. Like, what what do you think you would do? Would you choose the greater good? Because 
it comes to a nice resolve in the end that he sees his family. Whether that would really happen in a situation like this, probably not, because but, for but, so many but, reasons. But, but also, for story's sake, it did. He lost so many years with his family too. Yeah. Though. I mean, hundred like right. literally a hundred plus years, <laughs> which is you yeah. know some of that sacrifice. But I don't know. I, I yeah. think that that's like the classic like trolley question. You know, like would you like rather like pull the lever that kills three random kids or pull the lever that kills like your wife? You know, um, so it's always like is the need of the many greater than the need of the few? Um, yeah, and I think if you look, if you're like just take a look at it from a strictly statistical standpoint the answer is probably go help humanity but if you're adding emotion to it because we're emotional beings that's where it's gonna be family and i honestly i honestly don't know what i would do i literally i feel like it's one of those things where i don't know what i would do in that situation yeah because it's like i think you always side naturally i think we always would inner side with our family but it's like i think the bigger the existential crisis like what is you know what i mean it's like and if you know you could do it too it's like with this, I mean, it seems even more improbable. If there's, if there's like even a more simple like solution, you're like, no, you know, you could do this, and you know, you could save thousands. Hunt like that. I think that's that the scale of that starts to weigh on it more. It's like because with yeah. the train, like with that lever, it seems like, oh, I'm gonna save my wife. Yeah, I'm gonna save my family. But it's like the bigger it is, I'm like the in. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like like it's, it's the fate of humanity. It's yeah, it's like a whole yeah. Because like, because you could also make the argument like, oh, this is just like natural selection. This is just evolution. Yeah. You know, it's so like there's so many different possible points to look like, at it. It's like actual natural selection, like the entire human race, <laughs> human yeah. the entire like, nature. Thanos snapped, but it's everyone. Thomas, you should have been a Marvel MCU reference. <laughs> wow, big day! It's a big and day, guys. That, we're diving in. Tommy loves Marvel. No, Holmes, I never said that. Okay, soundtrack. Yeah, oh. it's it's great. It's all right. I've heard better. <laughs> Are you kidding me, boys? This is probably Hans Zimmer's one of his best work. Oh yeah. my goodness. This okay for me personally, this is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Easily. I don't I don't know if I if it's I don't know if it's there, maybe a certain song, like, but it's like it's up what's, there. What's like what's your top like five Hans Zimmer or like top three Hans Zimmer songs? Soundtracks? Just like soundtracks or just songs. Mo- movie themes, movie scores. Like what's your top? He's gonna say, two he's, we're gonna say Dark Knight, of course. <laughs> For for the longest time, it was time from Inception, but Inception. I think it got I think it got superseded by Interstellar's main theme. I think the more I listen to it, I like as much as time. Still, I mean, it's time. It's never yeah. going to be bad. It's always up there. But like, it's literally endless. It's timeless. <laughs> but timeless, the main yeah. the main theme of Interstellar is so like mystifying. That's the best word I can like. It yeah. just drags you, and it's just like even it's so simple the theme, but it builds so much on it. I just. I don't know. I, 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 so I think I like it better than, than Inception slightly, but it, that's so hard yeah. to do. I mean, Lion King, like I said, we've Lion we, King. We talked about this the other day. There's so many. He's got like Pirates of the Caribbean. Surpri- surprisingly, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Uguay Ascents. So he good. loves that. Uguay he just Ascent. he just gets those like random movies and just goes so hard. He does not yeah, have permission to harder, go that hard. Way harder than he needs to. Because like another random There's one. So many, I mean, Call of Duty. Can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I forgot about that. Oh man! But for like, like he did Prince of Egypt also. Yeah, it's true. Like he did work he on did, that. Like, he literally did the SpongeBob movie. Yeah, the he's new one. So many. He's got so many yeah. things that I just like. It's crazy. I even like El Dorado. Like he did some of that. Wonder Woman. Yeah. What? The it's dope. Dark, Dark Phoenix. What? Uh, Sherlock Holmes. One. The Last Samurai. 
Dunkirk. The Last Samurai. Dunkirk. Gladiator. And at Earth 2. We got to slow down. We got to slow down real quick. We just went into. <laughs> Man of Steel. Oh, my gosh. I'm just scrolling through Spotify right now. Hans Zimmer is. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, my gosh. That's so he's, good. He's done a lot. Hans Zimmer is without a doubt the John Williams of our generation. And he. Da Vinci Code. Questionably better than John Williams. I would say. Hot take. That might be a hot take for those oldies out there. I would just say that because I feel like John Williams is awesome, but I feel like I, John I Williams has a little bit of – I feel like John Williams has a, a similar theme for each of his movies, like a similar vibe. Like he, ha, like he likes those like trumpets and kind of stuff. Whereas Hans Zimmer, I feel like each movie he does is completely different and completely unique, and he has I, his own yeah. flavor. I think he bases it more on the story of the movie, and I think he's better at creating an atmosphere – yeah, for lack of a rather than term, rather than like a rather than like a theme, I think a specific theme. I think I he, he's right. good at, at capturing the emotion and like putting you in the movie. Whereas John Williams is really good at like creating a theme that'll stick and you'll remember forever. An iconic <laughs> theme versus a, a vibe, a feeling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so a, a little like kind of fun fact of that. So I've delved deep into this soundtrack and the underlyings of it and the history, but like. But, but I, I read up I read up on it again today, but I was like the the story of how it was first like conceived is that Christopher Nolan came to him. Hans Zimmer was working on another project at the time and he was like, hey, I want you to like I'm looking for another movie or whatever. And so he gave him one page once of the script to Hans Zimmer. And he, the only thing that was on it that was really the, the essence was that a relationship with his son was the only thing that was really captured in it. So he didn't know anything about genre, about anything else. And um Christopher Nolan said it was important that they kind of do something different because he, he worked with them, you know, through all the dark night. And so he's like, I, I want to go away from, and I think Thomas. He didn't, he didn't want drums. He didn't want drums. Like he wanted like a, a very different sound. And so he came back and Hans had spent a couple of days and he wrote this theme and he was like, that's perfect. Cause he wanted to capture the heart of the film of the relationship. And he told him later, he's like, Oh, it's actually a father with his daughter. And it's this big space epic. And he was like, Oh, but like he wanted to free him from that. Like the creative, it's just so cool. Like that creative yeah. process. Let it that, flow that he only gave him like, Hey, it's just about a relationship with father and son. I want you to write, just give me, you know, give you a couple of days, give you main theme kind of thing. And that's Hans and his brilliance came up with that. And then oh, they man. found that. Yeah. Then they, they went with the organ. And I just think that's so cool how that kind of happened. And it's, it's, it's too, it's like, it's such like an underutilized instrument. Like, and one you normally wouldn't think to use in like a, a major motion picture. Um, yeah. No, yeah. And so I love, that's another thing I think I love about Hans Zimmer. He's not afraid to like, kind of like push Very the bounds of what's allowed yeah and i think i think there's a quote from christopher nolan that said i think well at least at the time when this came out i don't know if it's changed but christopher nolan said something along the lines of that he believes that this is like his best work so far really yeah or something like that it was like Mm -hmm. something like up it was like up there at least well yeah because he has the he has the video that ryan always references that he's still he's still searching for his (laughs) what is he how does he word it yeah his he still has doesn't believe he's done his best masterpiece yet his greatest life's work i can't wait my guy if, my guy hans if he has he's an, if he has an <laughs> i don't know i think th- i think this is up there it's I, it's gotta be up there and like i said the other like the other things we talked about we touched touched on it a little bit but like it's the miller's planet scene again that's yeah that every every click that's mapped out someone someone mapped it out i was looking up i don't maybe fully understand it but that it's like yeah it's every 1.25 seconds is every click and that equates to a day on earth a day on earth which is just just cool like i mean like who like who does that that? no one does that that. 
it's like like it's like oh make it intense he's, he's like, like okay this, but it's like they, they add the time scene. fact and it's like that's so cool like, well i think about it too it almost like it sounds like a metronome yeah it's just like, like, like the classic the classic like perception of time like the, the clicking of a, to- a clock oh my gosh everything the whole perception I just and, I think that's so cool. That like on. I said, it just pulls it back into that whole atmosphere of the movie. Like when you're watching Interstellar, you feel like you're a part of the story. You can actually feel like you're in space and like yeah. that is you. And I think the music definitely contributes to that. Just the way that Hans Zimmer, I, I feel like he does this very well with all of his films, but this one especially, just the atmosphere he creates. And it's so impossible to describe. It's so impossible to put into words the motion that makes you feel and he's yeah. so good at making you feel things that you normally don't or you wouldn't expect to even if it's just like i don't know I, yeah. <sighs> even something as as simple as just like floating in space and just putting soft violence yeah it's always got just a- something super simple but like actually capturing what that would be like to be in that moment and uh, i i just want to get i love to how he uses like classic instruments um and it just was because he has like the little piano like i can't even do it but you know what i'm saying like the really fast little like <laughs> piano flutters and then like the impossible organ piece like i just love 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 it's just like so different and i think that really adds like the uniqueness of the film and what makes the movie great because i'm a 100 percent believer in that music and the score adds so much to a movie and like if you have a good score it elevates your film like tenfold so much no it, re- it really does and like i said i was the guy that got you the, the the organ, his name is Roger Sayer. And they were just saying like how he'd written these parts. But like once the, once they found out how good of an organist he was, like Hans and Nolan were kind of like, they were trying to like push the limits. They're like, what else That's can we limits. do? Like, yeah. you know, like, because they were interviewing Roger and he's like, he's like, I don't think that he's like, once they kind of started seeing the capabilities of like the organ, they were like, oh, like we can do some. And it's seen like, because it's like yeah. the theme, you know, the do, do. Like it's a very simple theme, but it's like he yeah. just adds like layers on like just these amazing organ pieces, these yeah. this movie parts, and you're like, what the heck is even going on? Well, isn't there like the, the, sorry, the organ itself is such an interesting instrument because you're usually playing three separate lines of music at the same time because you play with both hands and your and, feet and the feet. That's true. I would say, is it? I don't know. Is this like a myth? I've heard this. I don't know if it's true, but didn't they say like he originally made it and it was supposed to be like impossible to play? And then he was able to play it. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that before. I think it's like something on the lines of that. Like, I don't know if it was like necessarily impossible, but like extremely difficult. Yeah. But I think, I think they were thinking it was going to be more difficult and like the guy was kind of a beast. So they're like, all right, (laughs) go for it. Uh, He memorized it in a day. He's done. (laughs) I'm done. I'm chilling. Yes, sir. No, it's and listening, listening to like the main theme live. Incredible. So good. Did you listen to it live? Oh, or you're, or you're just meaning like, like, yeah, meaning like even the live version, like that they can yeah. actually play that music live. It's not something that's made up or used mm-hmm. in like editorials and stuff. They actually can play that theme live. Well, and it's like the theme is so good at balancing. Like it sounds spacey, like it sounds like space, like it's got this kind of mystical wonder to it, but it's got like the emotional, like you feel, you know what I mean? That's like the emotional, like I think pull of the movie where it's like, you feel like when Matthew McConaughey, like his great acting, like it's just like, it's a combination of those both. And I think that's what works so well that it's like, it's got the kind of the space feel of like ominous or like kind of, you know, dread, dread or, you know, time and all that. But it's also got like the, the punch, the emotional punch of like, 
a father trying to return home to his daughter, you know, like it keeps that. And it's like, how do you, I, exactly. Thomas said, you really can't explain it. It's just like, it just happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. Too, I feel like it, it, I feel like it actually like illustrates like the basic human emotion, right. Of like wanting to be with your family, like wanting uh-huh. to return. And I, like if somebody told Money me that and said, powder. and they said like, homie, bro, make a score that, hits on this point like wanting to return home to your family i would have no idea where even start <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I can't even play the piano so i don't <laughs> even know where i would what i would do get the drums out thomas <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's so good and then like i said there's just so many i i love that like i said a lot of those pieces are all set to like the 60 beats per minute just like that so they just have the like this said that metronome and it's yeah, it's fantastic. So it's it's one it's of my so, favorite soundtracks. Simply and I love it. beautiful, simply beautiful, absolutely brilliant, bloody brilliant, mate. Wow. Um, is is we, there anything I else? Mean, <laughs> <laughs> we could probably just, keep going for a lot longer. I, I don't know. I, should we should we try and wrap up anything random extra? I, I, there's one thing I like. Um, okay, Matt Damon. Oh yeah, quick, just quick Damon. Quick Freaking Damon. cracks me up in the sense of Matt Damon. No one knew Matt Damon was in the movie until it came out. I think that is hilarious. He wasn't billed on anything. He wasn't on the poster. He was just in it randomly. Not and, like, even no one knew. Not even like through half the movie. Like, even like almost like two thirds of the movie, just nothing. I l- absolutely, I absolutely love the fact that they kept that hidden. I just, I, I can't even. I don't know why I, I love that so much. But I think that's so because he's like. A big name actor too. Like he's not some yeah. no name. Like everyone their dog has heard of Matt Damon. So I, I love Matt Damon. That I think that's so funny to me. I've always I don't know. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I was like looking up trivia. But I, I love that so much. Well, it's cool because it's like you, they really do such a good job. Like you unzip it and you're like, okay, you ready to see him? And then you're kind of like, is that that's Matt Damon? You're like, <gasps> <"What?"> like <laughs> that brings up another point too. Is the his reaction to seeing people? I, I think is so. I think that's really great acting right there. It's just. The, the raw emotion that he's like bawling his eyes out just at the sight of people that he never thought he would ever see again. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's pretty accurate. No, yeah. Watching it through this last time, he's his character is someone I could appreciate a lot more, like kind of like empathizing with him and kind of realizing his situation of like, this dude got to his planet. He realized real quick, like, well, this isn't the one. And he's like, he's like, you just kind of know you're like almost screwed from that point. Yeah. Like, and he says like, he like he resists the temptation to like he's like I resisted so many times to not push that button like yeah like I, I think it's so easy to like jump to conclusions and say like oh like he's a bad guy but like like if you put yourself in his shoes like it's totally understandable and like even after like he's like he was fully committed to the plan to the mission you know uh, no he was like but he was just committed to Plan B and not Plan A whereas our boy Cooper wanted to see his family so he's committed to Plan A yeah yikes Poor that's a, that's another that's another thing you go into. <laughs> and another thing layers and another dimension layers and another and layers dimension and layers and another dimension and that'll like, lead to another clue and that'll lead to another clue <laughs> they, they, they find and then they what? find nicholas cage nicholas cage was one of the oh that would be hilarious <laughs> if he was one of the people on one of the planets can you imagine i would have died <laughs> i found something <laughs> i found something there's an interdimensional black hole so dumb we love natty t Oh, well, some of us love it more than others, obviously. No, I'm so sorry, fans. I'm so sorry. Uh, If if I could go, watch me go back through time, though. Hashtag time. No, don't. You can't. Hashtag time travel. Hashtag physical dimension. 
Hashtag fifth dimension. Come see me. It, it might change and it might not be me. I'm just saying it could be tough. Uh, uh, no if one would know. No one no would one know. know. How would they know? They would know. <laughs> They're going to know. <laughs> How are they going to know? Wow. Well, yeah, I, we, that was that was a lot, but I think I think I'm satisfied. Yeah. Oh, one last he, thing. There, uh, there a, we go. It's a, just going to keep going. Sorry, a spinoff TV show, Cooper and Tars, The Adventures of Cooper and Tars. <laughs> How yeah. late would that be? <laughs> it's Tar- just him and the robots. Oh, like, Star Wars TV show. Not to bring another Star Wars reference in, but that kind of reminds me like R two D two. R two D two and Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I that guy. The, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> Oh, oh, funny. oh man! Oh man! All right, should we should we give it our ratings? Yeah, time. Yeah. So, do we want to do the same thing where we say it all at the same time, or are we done with that? Was that a terrible did, idea? Did Stuart like it or did he not like it? If Stuart, he didn't like it, then I'm out. Stuart didn't really say anything about it, but I wouldn't let's, be surprised yeah, if he didn't like in, it. Individual, individual. Let's see. Well, let's see what Marin thinks. We'll start pulling Marin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull up a timer. it's so good everything about it it all right okay who would like to go first ryan do you want to go first or last because it was your choice yeah what what do you think i'll go first because it might influence your scores that's right oh yeah whoever's movie it is how would they go first because they're they already kind of an idea yeah at least i would think okay so I'm i'm gonna say it okay say it 8.9 8.9 remember this is on a scale of 10 we don't think anything can possibly be uh, a 10 it's on so a scale of 9 a, my guy no it's on a scale of 10 but we don't think anything will ever be a 9 be a so 10. it's on a scale of 9 <laughs> nothing yes. will ever be a 10 therefore it's pretty much a scale of therefore it's on a scale of 9 <laughs> and it so I sense. put it at an 8.9 it makes sense if you don't think about it basically he's as one cool. tenth away basically, from a perfect score as they should close the as you waterfall. can get without getting to it Okay. Wait, did you say waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Another time, Holmes. Another time. Coming Come. in an episode near you. All right. Okay. Are you ready, Ryan? I place two. Shout out. Release Five, two. four, three. Okay. Overall, incredible movie. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Great acting. Great cast. Great storyline. Great relationship between family, everything, every emotion you feel. It goes into every aspect of creativity. It goes into philosophy. It, it expands what you think as what science is and what science could be. It predicted the future while talking about future. It was time. It was everything you could ask for in a movie. What was love? It was. It was. It was, it was iron. It was, it was firm. It was time. It was. It was, it was dimensions. <laughs> We're so dumb. I did, I knew that was gonna come. Um. Okay, Holmes, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. He he says three. <laughs> it's a solid three. Okay. I'm giving it, my rating is an 8.1. Okay, hold on. Let me just uh, 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 pull the tire. Uh, all right. 8.1. So to get some of the, the bad stuff out of the way, it falls short for me. It's a little long, but it's in the upper tier of the eights for sure. It's great. It's a little long. It seems a little jumbled at the end a little bit. I think that was just, there, there's a little bit left to be desired there, but where, where it completely exceeds though. Oh my gosh, the soundtrack. I really can't explain to you how much I love this thing. 
Mm-hmm. That is carries that thing. The space, the visuals, perfectly beautifully done. I love the story. I love the acting between McConaughey and it's a well-told story, well-made movie. Well done, Nolan. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, so I'm really tier, curious where Thomas. High tier eight as an 8.1. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry. Like my, my like high tier the, overall. Yeah, no. High tier is like my eight. That's the highest eight. movie so far. That's the highest movie so far, right? Of homes. Yeah, that's my highest yeah, movie by so far. far. The next closest is Jurassic Park. At 7.1. So. At 7.1. Yeah. And 1917 was. A I, I just think anything in the eights in the eights is like golden for me i love all like you know yeah. what i mean so it definitely reaches that but it's gonna be to be the lower which is okay that's still good okay all right. so all right two hands do you have a timer um right guy you got him no he's filling sure. stuff out okay i got him i was yeah you got him no i get okay. it so before it, it, I... it, is, it is 30 seconds right i always forget yes it is yeah. 30 seconds so okay before i give my score I, I want to explain to you the my reasoning. Wait, what? I mean, what not, not my reasoning. Not, not my reasoning. Not my reasoning. Not my reasoning. <laughs> like, like, I so I was looking at the scores, right? And I gave National Treasure an eight point one. Um, so I had to think to myself, do I like this better than National Treasure? <laughs> that, my friends, was a very hard decision that I had to think about. Um, but I have officially come to the conclusion. So keep in mind, National Treasure was eight point one. That this I give an eight point one one, so it is one tenth better to me than National Treasure. <laughs> Thomas is the only one who has more than one decimal point. In well, the decimal I just feel like fully adds to the range of motion you can have in your that's, ranking. That's funny, Thomas. Okay, I'm ready. Tell me when. Okay, three, two. I love this movie so much. It's great, great acting, great score. I think we're all in agreement with that. Um, I I don't think it's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, and I don't think it's like my favorite movie of all time. It's in my top ten for sure, but it's not my favorite, and so that's why I think I had to consider like where I was going to place it. Um, obviously, like it's awesome to rewatch. I still don't understand it every single time. I love the science behind it. I love stuff like that. It just blows my mind every time. Well said, my guy. I guess make a quick point. I think that's also it's hard. It's sometimes it's harder to judge this movie because I often judge it against other Nolan films rather than just like in the movies scape movies as its general. own. Because it's really it's really hard not to. You know what I mean? So I think for that, I don't know if that necessarily makes it worse or better in my opinion, but I think it has an effect. And sometimes I'm like, well, because it's not my favorite Nolan film either. But. Yeah, I, I it's yeah, you're right. It's so hard, but I do say like that. I think it shows the versatility of Christopher Nolan. Well, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, now that I think of it. Because, like, he definitely, like, each movie's different, but it's also, like, they're all, like, kind of thriller or action-y. He has some similar vibes, but, like, he, this is, he's definitely... But they're all different, they're all different, like, intensities of, like, they're all, like, diving deep into a certain thing. Like, this is, like, dimensional inception is, like, dreams. Ten uh-huh. is, like, time, literally, you know? So it's just interesting to see. No, it's true. I think, well, I think we can all appreciate that this is a great movie. We all enjoy watching it and like i said it's i think it's definitely marked it's it's an achievement yeah. for sure i think of what it's done uh, if you if you're ever bored one day audience uh look up you like, got theory three hours three hours to spare <laughs> look up watch the movie look up theory of relativity look up string theory look up the dimensions get in deep you got to get in deep no um, stuff. and the more you look it up the less you'll understand so that's my recommendation for y'all 
That's Interstellar, though, folks. That, that was... I love. I love how Thomas went 8.11 when you did 8.1. I'll have I don't you know. He realized he did that, but he did it. Well, I already had it written down that I was gonna do 8.11. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. No, Holmes, Holmes. Because I actually think about it before. Just always, just always slightly better because you did the same thing with Jurassic Park. You went 7.2 and you did 7.1. That's just so a, just the thought. Just to one up me. That's always Thomas. <laughs> so so for our next, our, so this was Ryan's one of his favorite, probably if he says right now his favorite movie. Next week yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do one of Thomas's and then the week after we're gonna do one of mine. Yep. So stay so stay tuned. We're excited about these. We're passionate about them. We think they're great. Yeah. We love them. I was there's definitely a, the target. So high. I was definitely the target audience of this movie. <laughs> like no this way. movie was made for someone who with, with a science math background in every way, shape, and form. A very analytical, very broad and everything, but still. Yeah, I would be I would be interested to know like the reaction of it like among like scientists or like NASA people. Yeah, I would be interested to see like the like it like I remember watching like I think I, I saw like a cinema wins cinema wins with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and I think he was like, yeah, it's pretty good. But like obviously there's you can never get it 100 percent right because it's like you gotta get yeah. some creative. I, I, I think for a movie they probably appreciated that at least it tried and it was really accurate in a lot of things. It know? wasn't yeah, it wasn't like crazy out there. Like it tried to be realistically realistic. <laughs> Obviously, when you get into a black hole, it's yeah, everything's it's, yeah, no, up for game. <laughs> you gotta imagine what you can imagine. Yeah. No one knows, so we appreciate the science. We can wrap it up. All right, yeah, that's interstellar. Highly recommended. That's highly recommend movie on average overall by by at least two almost two a, a point and a half really we're going what, the average is 8.37 the next highest is 1917 the next highest yeah is 1917 is it? it's just 1.3 points higher on average we're getting to the high tiers though these these are movies we like so this is interesting to see your little math over here too like all okay sorry i'll look at that after. oh yeah speaking of <laughs> analytics i have analytics on each of this <laughs> This is Holmes. Oh, Stuart, oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Stuart, no, Stuart, we're sorry. We're, we're trying to work on something ending. We can get oh, we're trying to workshop one. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We this watch re- them, th- so you don't have yeah. to. This is release date where we watch them, so you don't have to.